0: welcome to not so peter priesthood podcast the podcast where a gay veteran
1: and his emotional support canadian scream into the void
0: about the mormon church if you want to reach us we are on instagram at not so peter priesthood
1: and you can email us at not so peter priesthood at gmail.com thanks
0: for joining us enjoy bye
1: a meme today Those <laughs> i've got to get normaler and i was like it's me after every conversation with another adult like yeah. what is wrong with me Just <laughs>
0: like why do they even let me out in public
1: i i have children <laughs> <laughs> i am <You> solely <laughs> responsible for other human beings <laughs>
0: Uh, listeners, by the way, Dusty had an epiphany this week. Could you tell us her your epiphany, oh Dusty? Please enlighten us about this.
2: Okay. <laughs> 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 Whew, okay.
1: <sighs> so I'm reading... <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not that funny to anyone else. I'm reading a book about the suburban housewife and she's, like, complaining about like her marriage and her life or whatever and and like the loss of the spark or whatever and I was like, "Well, yeah, that's what happens." And then it hit me. I'm a suburban housewife.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and
0: then she's, Dusty messi- messages me and she's like, "So, uh, I'm a I'm a suburban housewife and I didn't know this." And I was like, "Dusty, <laughs> that's <Your> like
1: face <laughs> on Marco Polo was like, "Are you fucking with me right now?" <laughs> like, yeah, honey,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we all done knew. It's done been known. I um, am. we uh, and I was like, that's like me being like, "How did they not know I was gay?" Like, I <laughs> just
1: I. was <laughs> Yeah, I texted my other friend and I was like, I got a bone to pick with you. And she's like, We thought you knew. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Thanks, everybody. I was the last to know.
2: Yeah.
1: But I used to be cool once. mm
2: -hmm.
1: I'm just going to cry into my artisanal coffee (laughs) in
2: my house (laughs) in (laughs) the (laughs) suburbs.
0: Yeah, it's shocking. I was like, "Um, no, you are not dusty you. You're not a I'm so surprised. What'd you What you think I
1: was going to say?" I, I have no idea. I just never just seems like such a grown-up title.
0: <laughs> yeah. and I'm always like like, "You're an adult, right?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> I make adult I may drink adult drinks, but I don't make adult choices. <laughs>
1: no. uh, oh, there's God. a difference. <laughs> like it sneaks up on you. Like we, Patrick and I, were just like this young in love couple, and now,
0: now <sighs> look at you. Yep.
1: Just look, look at us. <laughs> just look
0: at us. <laughs> Hi, besties. This is Not-So-Peter Priest's podcast.
2: (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to the shit show. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Oh, hi. That's Jake, by the way.
0: (laughs) And that's Dusty. Hi. The suburban housewife and my Emotional Support Canadian... <laughs>
1: oh god. <laughs> so what's new? What's happening? Any moments with Mormons this week?
0: You know, um not really. Just like the typical like uh what was it? Um I go to the gym and I see them like in their garments and it's disgusting to me and I'm like, Mm. also I see them working out and it it just makes me ill. I'm just like, why? At least take them off when you're sweaty and gross. Like, that's just disgusting. And then, um, so today actually my, one of my, he's not my boss, but he's uh, like a dean at the college that I work for. And he was like, he was talking, I just thought it was funny. This is not really necessarily moments of Mormons, but it's just a funny little, he was talking about therapy and he was like, uh, he was like in his search for his, the therapist. He was talking to his friend who apparently knows therapists or I don't know how she knows all this stuff, how she's a professional in, or like a somebody to go to for this. But I don't know her credentials, but um, he was like, what'd you say? He's like, he asked her, I need a therapist. And he's like, my only thing is I don't want him him or her to be a Mormon and I was like yes <laughs> yes he's like I want them to have nothing to do with Mormonism and or anything he's like Mormons are great and but like I don't want anything to do with it you know and I was like right and in, like inside I had to contain myself a little bit I said like, yes 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 all that and You're she, like, she currently was like uh she said well what if they're really good he's like I don't care I don't care if they're really good I want one that has no background in Mormonism.
1: That's <laughs> so, amazing. Yeah. Good for that person. Good job.
0: It's yeah. <laughs> great. And apparently he's been he found, she found him a good therapist and um he's been with that therapist for like two years.
1: Oh wow. So, yeah. So That's good, yeah. It's good to it's hard to find good therapists.
0: It really is. And I'm in this area and I've been looking for him and I'm like That is one of my my, uh, preferences, too. I don't want them to have anything to do with the church because I want to be able to talk about my religious trauma, obviously, and I don't want them to be like, mm, oh, you know, and clouded with that kind of thing. Even if, like, professionally, I don't think they would be that way, but I think there would always be that kind of, like, barrier there, so I'm... Yeah. I don't... Yeah,
1: Yeah, I've had an LDS therapist, and it was very, mm, it was very obvious,
0: Yeah, as you can imagine, which I'm just like, okay, so what's her, what's that, Helfer? What's Natasha Helfer? Natasha Helfer, yeah. Who got got excommunicated for being a sex therapist and for doing things that are, quote-unquote, against the church um, in her therapy sessions um, and promoting sex positivity. But I'm like, yet we can have Mormon therapists that can be putting influencing their religious beliefs on pe- on their clients yeah and that's okay
1: they want to eat have their cake and eat it too they want to be able to have their um sorry my dog was just being really weird um they want to be able to have their religious influence on it but like they can't I don't know it just doesn't they're just weird they're just weird. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Walter was like the pillow was in his way and he was very upset and he was gonna start growling. Sorry, everybody, sorry.
0: <laughs> Walters the magician is growling, so He is
1: a priority. I'm sorry, everybody. Like <laughs> his podcast. We just work for him.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. He's the real host here.
1: He really is. <laughs> I'm doing not... his bidding. Okay, so I it's not a moments with Mormons, but this friend of mine. Is a newer friend. We haven't known each other. We've known of each other for a while.
0: um, Excuse me. I'm your only friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This acquaintance. (laughs) 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 Anyway, she came over. Our kids were playing, and we were just chatting. And her phone rang, and she was like, "Oh, sorry, I have to take this." And so she was chatting. And then she got off and she was like, yeah, sorry, that was my Relief Society president. And I, like, looked at her because I did not. I thought maybe she might be because there's a lot in this area. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, they always try and get hold of me once a year to try and reconvert me. And I was like, say what now? And she was like, oh, yeah, I was excommunicated. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> I know. She didn't go into detail, but I was like, I resigned. Do you want to be an apostate with me? She was like, yes. <laughs>
0: Ah <laughs>
1: This is funny. So that was like a fun uh, little like moment of like, oh, we both left.
0: <laughs> I love that. I feel like I work with a bunch of ex Mormons or like Mormons that don't want anything to do with it. You know, and I think I yeah. found this like one little haven in the area that I work live in where it's like a bunch of them have kind of gathered to work in this one place. And I'm Yeah, they've
1: all like congregated.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're like, um, Leave those Mormons to the, I don't know, to their, weird, know. Shit, their word
1: They're weird shit.
2: Their weird
0: um, shit. On a different note, can we address, just real quick, how triggered the teal defenders got over the last, oh, the last episode? Um, we got
1: some. I have never seen comments. I didn't know you could write comments that long. I thought you got yeah. capped at, like, a certain word count. Yeah. Keep up no. the... We got, we, we've got in trouble.
2: <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Yeah. yeah they were, now, were mad. Get, like, like,
0: subpoena from Teal. I don't know. Like, oh, okay.
1: Like We have like 700 followers on Instagram. Sit the fuck down.
0: Yeah. Like, calm down. Anyway.
1: You and your 1.3 million YouTube subscribers are fine.
0: Yeah. You good. Leave us alone. <laughs> uh, anyway.
1: That was, so
2: that was crazy.
1: Crazy. So, and like the one was like, if you're gonna even leave this one up this time, and I was like, we didn't delete anybody's comment, you psycho, yeah,
2: like,
1: orker, orker,
0: okay. <laughs> you do you boo, and I was just like, yeah. respond because I was like, you were getting them down, and I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was just so ridiculous, like just the paragraphs of response that I was like, I am not reading this bullshit. Like I'm just, yeah, the one was, I got, like... I got things to do. Yeah,
0: the one was, like, so long, and I was just, like, um, no. Nope, I ain't I got time mm-hmm. for that.
1: Mm-mm. She just... And then she, like, she or he responded, like, again, like, if you want the truth, I dare you to leave this post... This comment posted and not remove it, like, the last one. Which I was, like... Nobody removed your comment... What? <laughs> like, we... No... But then I also just responded with, like, I would love the truth about her claims being an alien. Please shed some light on that. And then yeah. nothing.
0: Oh. <laughs> Crickets. Oh, no. Didn't she say something about star seeds and stuff? You obviously don't know that what it means to be a star seed and blah, blah, blah. And I was like,
2: I don't first care of all, me. stars
0: <laughs> star- sounds like something from Star Trek. So, like, let's just clear that up right now.
1: Isn't Starseed an Our Lady Peace song? Probably. Listeners are screaming at me, I'm sure. <laughs> I should know this. I am Canadian, right?
0: I was going to say, you would know more than I would, because.
1: Yeah. OLP. <laughs> oh, they still, like, Rain made his voice still, just like. <sighs> oh. Yeah, the song by Our Lady Peace, told you. There. Oh, it is? I'll go okay. respond for him and be like, it's an La- Our Lady Peace song. <laughs> you
2: should, yeah.
1: It's so nice. an Our Lady Peace song? <laughs> I love <said> that. Anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. All right. For
0: this? Yeah, no, I'm not, but I'm oh, ready to no. rage with you.
2: All right, listeners. <laughs> Before As we in get into you.
0: this, though, Dusty was, like, <laughs> researching oh, this earlier today, and she was like... Oh my god, I am so angry right now. And she was rage all caps raging at me and I was like, Oh, oh no, oh, all right. Well I'm I'm ready, I think.
1: I know. I was texting right. Katie from Not So Molly Mormon too and just like this fucking guy <laughs> and her response was yes, this fucking guy. <laughs> like so oh. mad. She was like, I love Ragey Dusty. <laughs> me too. It's my favorite. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I, to... <laughs> I mean i love all facets of all dusty facets. but i also just ray T. dusty just i don't know it's just something i'm just like yes 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 get him i
1: think it's get because em. i like drop my filter and i just am like immediately just say what i'm thinking rather than like try and be kind about it so
0: and it's that's... also like i think it's because because you're Canadian and we don't expect it, we're like, oh, a Canadian <laughs> being angry, I don't mean, I'm kind of here for it,
1: alright, <laughs> I don't know if we could do that. Because <laughs> I'm like apologizing profusely, I'm sorry I said the F word! Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to all caps. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to yell Alright,
0: okay. so what are we talking about today, Dusty?
1: Well, it's that time of year again. Uh, time of year where BYU has their devotional, where somebody from fucking first presidency comes and spouts some bullshit. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So, in good fashion, like Jeffrey R. Holland's last year's lovely speech, we've got Dallin Homophobe. Oops.
1: Yep. yep. We do first counselor, <laughs>
0: <the> first presidency. <sighs> All right. Can we talk about how he looks like a gremlin? I mean, just for I know I hate the... Uh, just anyway, sorry. I know I hate
1: to comment on people's physical appearance because really they can do nothing about that. But when you're ugly from within. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> true.
1: Um. So my first note was I didn't listen to it, but the opening prayer was Ugh. given by his son. So. Just wanted to touch on uh, the nepotism in the church and the fact that, like, (laughs) it's, like, a thing going on right now, too. There's, like, nepotism babies is, like, trending on social media. Really? Have you seen it? Super funny. Like, one of them was, like, oh, the kid from the kid in the Karate Kid is a nepotism baby because his mom's Jada Pinkett Smith and his dad's some movie director or something. Like, it's super funny Uh, about it. That sort of thing, like Will Smith Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's super funny. But, so it was on my brain like nepotism. He's a nepotism baby. He's giving the prayer <laughs> BYU devotional. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <sighs> but <clears throat> it is funny that all of these like men who are called of God come from like a handful of families in Utah. Like I always find that really interesting that like People talking, like, girls at BYU talking about, like, I want to marry someone who's going to be a general authority. That was Uh-oh. never a conversation up here because nobody from up here would ever become a general authority. Like, that's just common knowledge, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I just find that interesting. I also <laughs> found it interesting as they were introducing him. Um, They reminded that everyone is required to stay sitting until... Brother and Sister Oaks have left the arena Like, dude What the if you, fuck? a um, man of God You can't see a security threat coming for you? Really? Yeah, yeah You can't uh, talk uh, so... it down with all your wisdom And the power of God in your hands You wouldn't be able to, like Really?
0: Yeah, you should and... be able to, like uh, Expel demons and stuff You know, like I. Uh, okay And then Also, oh my god, I'm already mad. Um, so like,
1: sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Also, you're like
0: the celebrity aspect of these. Um, first like
1: if security guard. I was like, oh fuck off.
0: (laughs) That sounds like one of those like peculiar things of like a diva you know like a like a oh there needs to be a glass of water but it has, can only be this full and it's got to be this room temperature and like that kind of thing like it just feels like like yes, dinner jokes a writer for diva. the green
1: room <laughs> yeah. he only wants green m&m <laughs> uh,
0: if there's a brown one in there good he's luck with you give,
1: he's not giving an inspired speech if there's a brown m&m <laughs>
0: God doesn't like the brown M&M's. Oh, that sounds racist. Wait, Mormon God no is racist, is racist <laughs> Yeah, so that's good. That tracks. All right. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if, you know, the First Presidency has some... So, the Desert Book... So, being in, from Desert Book, like, you hear about those things. Like, yeah. Sherry Dew was apparently a super diva. Like, she was like, mm... I can only be like like and her power suits her little her like suits,
2: yeah.
0: her um yeah her suit her suits Cat were like suits, thousands yeah. of dollars like for one suit, it's like, yeah. okay, wait a second, you're like you're this the general authority of a church, and you're supposed to be, you're spouting off all this like oh be, you know, you don't need money, you just need Christ's love, and then you're wearing like this thousand dollar suit, like fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even as like a pre priesthood Jake, I was like, Mm-mm, no, that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, no,
1: definitely <sighs> not. Definitely not. Anyways, okay. So pretty bad. Much... Like we haven't
0: even started and I'm already like getting riled up. Anyway, I, come on.
1: I was texting you during the opening songs. I am fucking triggered, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um we all need to pour one out for Dusty because she watched this whole thing. Um yeah. It was bad. And
1: so was kudos safe. to you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm expecting a raise. No <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> I'll get that I'll get right back to you.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um so basically his entire speech is just reiterating a speech that Spencer W. Kimball gave, however uh, years ago. Yeah, um, and I'm talking.
0: Thinking of like miracle of forgiveness stuff. So okay. No, thank
1: God. But um, basically, the quote that starts us off is, "Beware, <clears throat> you must not be shackled." By worldly ideologies and concepts, it must not allow itself to be made over in the image of the world. From Spencer W. Kimball.
0: Uh, uh, okay, shackled. Mm. <laughs> that mm. just portrays the image of slavery, right? Mm-hmm. Too. So, it's, oh God.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and like so the world pulling them back being so much better than they could be right yeah right okay sure
2: yeah
0: yeah I'm sure we're gonna get into this more but like it's just the superiority god complex of BYU people like even just being like a student at BYU Idaho versus BYU Provo like BYU Provo students would always look down on BYU Idaho
1: mm-hmm. like like
0: Oh, you're at that one.
1: Oh, you're just I going think. to Brick's. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm, mm.
0: That's precious. I like that. That's mm. cute. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: We're going to the God's real school, you know, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing is just dripping with superiority, superiority complex. It's so. Anyways. Okay. So then he asks a question. Mm. What must BYU do in its second century to secure and magnify its uniqueness? And off the top of my head I'm like, I don't know, stop being such pricks about uh racism, homophobia. Yeah. 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 That would I mean, yeah. you're pretty unique in the fact that everybody knows your name for allowing fans to call athletes racist names during an mm-hmm. event. That makes you pretty unique, because I'm pretty sure any other university would be like outing that guy and finding him.
0: Yeah. So. That's whole. That whole thing was, ugh, I. And now they've come out with like, what was it? The they're like, oh yeah, there's no evidence of it. Like, you shut the fuck off. Um, Seriously.
1: so. And then those whole like welcome packets that had all the LGBTQ plus information in them that were completely destroyed and went against the contract that BYU had signed. Like that's pretty unique. That's pretty unique that a university would go against a contract that they had made with organizers and destroy something that had been made for their new students. That's, that's fairly unique to me. I think you're nailing it there. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great with that.
0: I uh, really
1: uh, hitting that.
0: Marker. All right. Yeah. I already feel sick. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's saying the three things that are going to make them unique is to mm. uh, not follow educational trends.
0: Oh, like critical race theory? Is that what he's getting at?
1: I think no, so. Probably. I mean, I instantly was like, oh, like saying that dinosaurs existed.
0: Well, there's true evolution. Evolution, yeah. you know,
1: that sort of thing. But yeah, critical race theory is probably what they're more thinking. Um, their quality of faculty and their relationship with God.
2: Wait,
0: is that is the relationship with God the third part? Or that's
1: yeah, there's three things: the re- educational trends, quality of their faculty, and the relationship with God is in their university.
0: So it's interesting that he brings up the quality of the faculty because I know there's like because remember the episode with the uh. Anonymous friend mm-hmm. of mine that works yeah. there.
1: I was just uh, listening to that actually because I was like, oh, I want to remember my that story.
0: That person has said that there's um just like a different feeling ever since Jeffrey R. Holland's speech. And oh,
1: there would have there, to be, yeah.
0: There's a and among the faculty and staff too. Like it's just it's um there it's kind of like a witch hunt there. Like it feels like like they said that it was like. Um, I don't know, I remember if that was in the episode or not, but they said that it was kind of, like, um, off the air. I don't, I remember them distinctly saying that it was... Uh, it felt... Um, there was a, a huge, like, uptick of, like, support in certain areas, like, um, where people were showing love, extra love to LGBTQ students during that time, but also there was, like, obvi- like this overarching feeling of, like, you know, like, if I show support to these students, like, am I... Like, she felt, like, weird just having a rainbow... She's going to lose her job. Yeah, she felt weird having, like, a rainbow flag in her office. So, like, I don't know. Like... OK, I guess you are setting yourself apart, you know, and like the quality of the teachers you want or the teachers that are going to be and the staff that you want are going to be homophobic. They're going to be um, they're just going to be upholding what you think is the truth. Yeah. And it's just going to it's damaging to anybody that's a, um, a marginalized group of people.
1: Yeah. And he even continues on kind of in that line of thinking, saying that. Um, working with other universities. As long as the, they have the same goals. Ugh. But they are willing to break. With educational establishments. If there's a good enough reason. Like. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So
0: he's willing to break. Like traditional ties. With other
1: colleges. Like other universities.
0: yeah. Just if they for... don't
1: have parallel. Yeah
0: that's some that's some superiority thing but it's also like uh this it's othering it's mm-hmm. teaching these it's so i just learned i'm in psychology 108 anyway but the
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's modeling that using words using psychology words now but it's modeling a behavior for the um these students and saying like they're wrong they, and so we are going to other them, and you need to just focus on we we are the good we're the good school. Yeah. We're the tree of life. That's the evil That's building the, over big there. spacious, That's
1: great, spaces spacious great building.
0: building. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's and pretty much nailed. Like the whole entire speech is him saying how they're so much better and better and better and better at a real sucks. It's. Yeah. Oh, kills me. Um, okay. So. He doubles down on Uh, Holland's talk from last year.
0: That motherfucker. Okay.
1: He mentions a few people that have spoken at BYU over the years. And he says that they were given inspired direction. And then he literally says Holland's inspired address to the faculty and leaders last year. He literally said that. And I was like, oh, my. Like, they are. Holland did not miss misspeak. Holland did not use inflammatory language. Holland did not. He was in. And I was like, "That's when I texted you, like this fucking guy."
0: (laughs) There's not enough whiskey in the world right now. I know. So, um, he. It. I'm actually not surprised because this is the guy that said that the church will never apologize for anything.
1: Yeah it's true. Ever.
0: It's true. And so it's it's actually it tracks with his, you know, that he's going to just continue to double down on their misogyny, their homophobia and he doesn't give a fuck.
1: Yeah. I I kind of thought like it just was never going to be like he was why would he mention it? Why would he bring it up? Just let it go. It was so inflammatory last year. A slew of people, me included, resigned from the church last year because of that speech. Mm-hmm. So I thought as like A PR thing. They're just not even going to
2: go there. (laughs) Yes, yes. I
1: was like, "Mm, need more. I just thought, like, let it lie and like, don't, don't poke it. Don't poke it. It's starting to heal. Don't let it. Don't, don't put some more in there. And nope, he had to fucking say his inspired address last year, and I was, I wanted to resign all over again. I was. So fucking angry. (laughs) Um. So yeah. So basically, if Holland's speech was inspired last year, it's all it's all inspired is what they're claiming. The musket fire was an inspired address direct from God, and I just wanted to scream.
0: Like I got some musket fire for you, you bitches. yeah okay so and uh, that whole this just it what it does is just pour salt in the wound and it just um aggravates it they're just and i don't know why what is the purpose of doing that what is the purpose of continually creating this narrative where you're like no no we're good we what he said was right we're gonna double down on it instead of what what harm is it in apologizing and saying, oh, we didn't mean it that way. Instead, you've got Mormons that are apologizing for them. They're doing that Mm -hmm. for them because they're brainwashed. I had my aunt apologize for uh, Jeffrey R. Holland last year and say, he didn't mean it that way. I'm like, well, no, he did. He definitely did. And I understand why you think that he didn't, but uh, because you don't know any better, You you see him as this... You know, called a god man, but mm-hmm. he's what he's doing is harmful, and what they are, do, what Dalai O'Shokes is continuing that perpetuating is harmful.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and it's it brings us back to this constant. We have to always, we always have to tiptoe, and we can't be these loud, angry ex Mormons mm-hmm. because then they win, right? Yeah. But then something like this happens where it enrages our passions and our we we get so angry because we are talking about people's right to just exist the way they are and that's that's something that is absolutely something worth getting up and screaming about
0: yeah well and uh i can <laughs> I was listening to not so Molly Mormon podcast uh, episode on that AP article and I was listening to it at the gym and I was getting so enraged mm-hmm. and I just I got to this point and I think I, I think I might have had a little meltdown in the stories on the podcast but I was like <laughs> but I was um, I was basically just saying like if you are and I even did it on my personal Instagram lately I've just on my personal Instagram I don't give a fuck I'm gonna mm-hmm. post what I post Because I'm sick of apologizing for, like, because seeing exactly what the who they are, seeing them for who they are, is enraging and it's harmful. And me being silent about that, like, we are doing a good thing here as a podcast, and like, we're able to do it, you know, kind of separate from a lot of things. Like, we're able to, like, my family doesn't even know that we have this, like, that I'm doing this, whatever. Yeah. Listeners, I have my own place now, so that's <laughs> great.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it's a Wi Fi. <laughs> yeah,
0: I got my Wi Fi. It was a it was a, an adventure, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I um, was a I, I think I lost my. But I'm just, I'm tired of like like you said like tiptoeing tiptoeing around and making mm-hmm. them feel comfortable when they are complicit to harmful. Uh, like they're protecting by by them apologizing for like say like my aunt apologizing for Jeffrey R Holland, she is complicit mm-hmm. in the harm that is being done to LGBTQ people,
2: yeah.
0: and then and, and so is my family and so mm-hmm. is my, so are my friends that are Mormon anybody that is a part of the institution is complicit by defending him mm-hmm. and by defending that rhetoric and then yeah. if you have. Um, with the AP article and people doubling down on depending on that, the, the, like I said, the leaders aren't, they don't have to apologize. They don't have to do anything because the, they know that their brainwashed members are going to do a forum.
1: 100%. Yep. Yep. They're all going to, <sighs> the church will never change its stance and they don't have to. Yeah. Because, the members will make it all right they're gonna they're gonna twist it and they're gonna do the mental gymnastics and they're gonna make it work so that the church never has to
0: because it's been 200 years of brainwashing and mm-hmm. um there's always going to be um somebody was saying like the future of the church like it's coming to like a like a it feels like it's coming to something where it's like something's going to change. I think maybe you even said it, but like something big is going to change and there's going to be mm-hmm. offshoots, you know, there's going to be a big mass, like, but the church, like the mainstream church that we know is probably always going to be there. Even I if it's so, like yeah. shrinks down to small numbers, like they have enough mm-hmm. money behind them and everything. But um, and I
1: do know a lot of people that have problems with the church, but that's all they've ever known. And that's their primary community. And yep. so,
0: they're too afraid
1: yeah like they they're pimo i guess they're physically and mentally out but it's such a part of their life and how they're raising their children that like you know what else what else they don't see anything else and i completely get that because that's where my whole spiral came from was having kids and being like okay how do i raise these children in a way that's you know a good way so well
0: and a huge reason why i didn't come out you know um, until i was in my mid-20s as you know was because of that it was because of the fear that if i leave the you know if i mm-hmm. come out and i leave the church what do i have because they they have that narrative also where it's where will you go
1: where will you go where will yeah. you go?
0: you you have nothing without us yeah you are you have no foundation without us but that's not true the no. people that I've I've been able to grow, create a support system. The people in the like the Natsamali Mormon and like the that community, the Exmo community, have been incredible. Like the the outreach that I've had, like with support, like with my dog dying, like there have been. I had listeners. Oh, okay, so I had a friend that
2: <laughs>
0: like that I don't. I've never even met this person. Shout out to Tessa. Um, she used her beautiful talents and she created this beautiful drawing watercolor painting of archer and it's just it's it was touching like and i've had no like none of my mormon friends none of my like my family have even like acknowledged the pain that that is to lose a pet they've kind of been like oh i'm so sorry for your loss but like not to that level and this person that i don't even know like she just like she mailed it to me she did it for free like
1: yeah it's
0: beautiful and i um like so this if you are listening and you are like a PMO or whatever and you think that there's nothing out there for me that is completely false there's 100%. there's so much more out there and the people that i've met even that have nothing to do with the church the people i've met outside and because the, there's a real world outside of whatever <laughs> the Mormon bubble yeah. Um, they don't. They don't. First of all, they don't give a fuck about Mormons. Second of all, they are. They will give you the shirt off their backs mm-hmm. before a Mormon would. Yeah. And I would trust them a thousand percent more. Yeah. I was like just
1: having voice. this conversation with my girlfriends because I was. I was really sick. Remember when I was really, really sick last month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Like for the um, whole month. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just like a voice.
1: <laughs> super fun, super yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but, like, I had reached out in my friend's chat and was like, I am sick. I cannot drive because anybody drop off, like, cold medication. And the flurry of activity that I had from people that were like, I'm bringing over NyQuil. I'm dropping off soup. I'm doing, like, it was so, like, I got really emotional. And I said, I've never had people in my life that just did that for me. And it wasn't their calling to do so. It wasn't a Relief Society ministering sister or whatever they call it now. It wasn't, you know, a counselor in the Relief Society presidency. It was, it's just people in my life that genuinely give a shit about me and, like, actually like me as a person, not just because we belong to the same ward. Mm. Yeah, it was, I was, like, emotional and my friend Jess was like, you need to, I think you took too much NyQuil, you need to go to bed. (laughs) I was like, no, I'm being serious. I love you guys. And they were like, We love you too. Go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) So there is good people outside of the church. There really is. And there's such a beautiful life that can be experienced without that like fear Mm -hmm. that I wish more Mormons could see and open their eyes to and just know that it's not it's not what they tell you it is. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Anyways, alright, well Moving on he, uh, he quotes good old Rusty About how uh, Secular schools want you to be very successful In your mortal life But the church wants to prepare you for Eternal life Can, can we just talk about the massive red flag Of a cult Talking about the next life That is such a huge part Of like a red flag in a cult Is they're constantly 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 Don't worry about this life This life isn't important It's Mm -hmm. the next life That we need to be so focused on And I just
0: Ah! I, I don't understand Because that actually goes against everything That Christ talked about 100%.
1: 100%.
0: And I understand, yeah. like, in the Bible, we don't necessarily have exactly what he said. It's been filtered and whatever and all that stuff. But, like,
2: yeah. we
0: get the gist of it, I think. And I think the gist of it is, like, just love one another and focus on now. And he doesn't yeah. – he didn't want to – oh, yeah, you're going to have – He did he ever say anything about gods in the next life? No. Did he ever say anything no. about, like, oh, yeah, secular teachings here and then – we're gonna worry about eternal teachings. No, he no. said, love one another, love thy, love yourself, love thy neighbor, love, you know, just, just love. Like,
2: yeah.
0: What? I don't understand. Like, when you come down to the core of it, that always bugged me in the Mormon Church was that there was like, they claimed to like love Christ and to go by his teachings. The Christ-centered
1: was- church. No, it's not. It Absolutely no, not. is not.
0: Absolutely not. I was like. And you can see it if you even if you even just read the Bible as a like I remember um I think I've talked about this before on the but like I remember reading just the Bible and I wasn't even reading the Book of Mormon on my mission and mm-hmm. my companion got mad at me, but I was like, These people that we're talking to know the Bible better than us. So mm-hmm. like maybe we should start re- like study that shit.
1: Yeah, and so, know what they're talking about. So you yeah, don't look like a bunch and, of idiots. Yeah. And I was
0: even just reading the Old Testament, and I was like, holy shit, this is crazy shit. Like, There's some weird shit in there. All but right.
2: yeah, <laughs>
0: I remember getting into the, like, the New Testament. Like, I just kind of – I got to this, like, point in the Old Testament. I was like, ah. So I went to the New Testament, and I was like, you know what? Jesus had it – like, he was pretty, like
1: – He was a cool dude, really. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Um, he would have been all for – he, he would have been all for – Socialist healthcare. He would have been yeah. all for like anything to help the help the people just survive this life. That's the mm-hmm. thing is he wanted people to under to live this life well enough to be able to love one another and to and if you see somebody struggling, you help that person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't have to have a calling. You don't have mm-hmm. to have it. does there has doesn't have to be a reward for you in heaven in the other yes. side. It just Just do it. Just be a good person.
1: Just bring Dusty NyQuil. That's all she needs. Just bring your NyQuil. (laughs) No, but you're completely 100% right. He he said, love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, doing unto the least of these. that whole comment. Like, it was all about helping each other and surviving this life together and taking care of one another. And the church is just, it's. It's not a Christian church. I'm sorry, it's not. Mormons it are not Christians. They cannot claim it.
0: See, and the more I think about that, like the more I learn about it, the um as I'm deconstructing, the more I see why people were telling us you're brainwashed. You are not Christian. <laughs> um, I'm like, and at the time I was like, yeah, we're Christian. We believe in Christ. Like, but we do. We don't actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Believe. We don't actually follow. The teachings of Christ.
1: Yeah. I know Jewish people that think that Jesus Christ was a real person. They don't think he was the savior. Yeah. He was just a and guy. And honestly, <laughs> there's
0: probably like Christian Jewish people that are probably more Christ-like than actual Christians.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Every Jewish person I know is the salt of the earth people. So, so incredible, good. Incredible. Incredible people. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole Christianity thing just gets me a little bit tizzied up. But anyways. Yeah. Um,
0: and you're not even American. You don't even know that like, Christian nationalism is happening <laughs> here anyway.
2: It's
0: <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Dusty just flipped her hair. Yeah, so yes, I'm Canadian.
1: Thank God.
2: <laughs> Thank
0: God. I'm living up above a meth addict house, but it's fine. <laughs>
1: My basement tenant is a meth house.
0: No. No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: <sighs>
0: on oh, a side note, there's this quote from I sent this to Dusty, but from Kathleen Ma- Kathleen Madigan, where she was talking about like Canada's like the attic that you forget is upstairs, and you're like you go up there and you're like, wow, there's all this cool shit up here. I forgot about this. <laughs> the
1: Messiah, yes. Yeah, the
0: Messiah's <laughs> up here. The the goose that's trying to that's knocking on your door trying to kill you. Yeah, Fucking there's geese, the, it's all up there. Fucking geese.
1: <sighs> hell all hell
2: right.
0: all right, let's get more bullshit here <laughs>
1: okay, um so he says the government regulators have a problem with the fact oh that the university has an additional reason for their education being spiritual, right,
2: uh-huh.
1: And I'm like, I don't, I don't. Anyways, then he goes into talking about Title Nine. Do you know what Title Nine is?
0: Oh, they talk about it in my work all the time, but I just mm, I'm a bad person, but because I, I don't know okay. what is it.
1: It's really short. I will. oops, sorry. I had it pulled up and then I closed it. Let me just read it to you about what Title Nine is. Okay. So it was um, part of the Education Amendments in 1972. Let me, it's 37 words. Let me just read it to you. No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance.
2: Oh. Okay.
1: Okay. So, basically saying women cannot be discriminated from receiving an education from a federally funded institution.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Because in 1971, 72, like 42% of university attendees were female. So it was okay. not. Yeah. So they were just trying to say that women needed to have the same. Um, admittance as men. Right. Mm-hmm. They couldn't be discriminated by being a woman. Um So he starts talking about this Title IX and saying how this was a problem because it was going to give federal government jurisdiction over how the universities were run. And he even says that they could um, forbid separating dorms, like men and women dorms.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So I looked into this because... (laughs) <laughs> Coed dorms is a fairly new concept.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that's not.
1: Like I I looked at the university that is 30 minutes from my house. There's men and women dorms. There is a building that houses both men and women, but they are on separate wings and separate floors. They yeah. don't share you're not across the hall from a boy and a Good. girl you're not yeah. sharing bathrooms you're not showering together and he's spinning it as saying the federal government was going to come in and forbid them from separating the sexes and i'm like that is not no 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 and he as a, like a lawyer went to bat against title nine and the U.S. government saying that they that this should not be passed and caused all the stink. And he's talking about it like they won this big victory in bringing down Title IX. But Title IX passed. BYU was, was given an exclusion. They got a letter of exclusion in 1976.
0: So they're not they're not helped again. Helped to the Title IX. No. At all.
1: I don't know about now. Um, I didn't look into that. But Uh basically this letter in 76 states that the tenets of the LDS religion treats the sexes equally enough that it's not required at the university.
0: Are you fucking kidding me? So, okay, so... I don't... I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Okay, so... Mm, I can see why you were raging. Okay, so.
1: <laughs> that makes now my text message makes all the much more sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you've got you've got an anti-discriminatory law mm-hmm. that says you cannot discriminate against women and not let them into your university,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and you have a university that is saying. No no no, we're gonna discriminate. Pretty
1: much, yeah. But they're but spinning they're, it to saying that they didn't want to give the federal government any control over how the university operated. And I'm like, okay, you, then become a private university and don't take federal funding. Then you can do whatever the fuck you want. Stop taking they, government money.
0: Aren't they a private university? Or are they not? They anymore? are,
1: but they still are feder- federally funded. There's still federal funding that comes into the university.
0: Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, because they got the like the federal grants and the financial aid and all that stuff that goes yep. through and.
1: Which you have to have basically, or else you have like Trump's <laughs> university that wasn't legit, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Ooh>.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs>
0: just, just toss that in there. Um, I let's see. So. Hmm. I just keep thinking, because my, I work for two deans and I actually, mm-hmm. and I'm in the office with the vice president of this, like, it's a local college, but they just had a conference on Title Nine. That's why I'm like, mm-hmm. um, hmm, that sounds really familiar, but I don't know, like, and I didn't know exactly what it was. I just knew that it was a conference, but the, um, now that I know, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, but this college is very, um, we just, they, I just watched the president sign a thing about the, um. It's become they have a percentage of Hispanic students that they have um, they have uh, once you reach a certain percentage of Hispanic students that are enrolled in your college or sh- university, you uh, you reach this um, it's called HS Hispanic. It's called HSI. I't anyway. Um, but the the government will grant like basically three or four million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. to that unit that university or college just just because you've
1: reached just because of diversity yeah Yeah,
0: diversity so they are celebrating i just went to this celebration for diversity where the and it was it wasn't even a big deal it was just like a bunch of like um i mean it was a big deal like for us but it was also it wasn't like a big celebration but it was just um it was just a couple of us a few of us that were really gathered together we watched the president like gave a speech and the, a few other other people that from the diversity committee gave a little speech and then they watched him sign it took pictures whatever but it was incredibly touching like just seeing that yeah. there was um and he also declared that um september 15th through october 15th is hispanic heritage month oh, cool. at the college that's cool so um So you have, that's to me is a huge contrast to this. It's interesting that this is happening right now because Mm
2: -hmm.
0: instead of celebrating diversity, the BYU is like, no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to, no. And this, Mm -hmm. this echoes what Jeffrey R. Holland was saying last year. We were saying we need to rise above and we are not going to, um, allow LGBTQ students To be live loud and proud Here we have to hold Stand hold firm And you know whatever and then he's Coming out and saying like oh no women <laughs> Women Can't be
1: <laughs> Oh,
0: We're not going to do that <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. We're supposed to be having babies Remember yeah
0: eh, They could be having education which Made me think of when you were thinking of that Right. Um, I remember reading an article Just I mean it's been, like, a few years. They've found out that women are getting more bachelor's degrees than men now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, nationally. And I don't know about Canada. I'm pretty sure it's, just like, pretty similar. I'm sure it's
1: probably the same, yeah. But Because um, we got so many oil guys up here <laughs> that just out of high school hit the rigs, so.
0: Yeah. But more men, like, there's more women now getting degrees. So, I'm just like, Title IX is doing good things. Mm-hmm. And it's allowing... So I have a friend that um, is going through a divorce, and she doesn't have a degree, and so she's working on that, and she's like, the system does not – she's like, I know that there's a lot of men out there that probably want to provide for their kids when they are divorced, but there are so many women that are – and they think that – and there's this like narrative out there where women – are said like oh they're given all this child support they're given all this stuff and the the court system always leans towards the women but the women still end up with so much stuff that is like they the men don't have to compensate for anything they don't have to they just oh i i pay your child support i don't Mm -hmm. i don't have to do anything else so like um they don't have to like um Compensate for taxes. I didn't know, didn't think about taxes at all when I was like, until I talked to this friend of mine, and she was, and mm-hmm. then, um, uh, what else? Like the house. Like she has to sell her house because, and it's the house that her children grew up in, and like she has to displace her children, all because this man won't give in to that. Needs he, he prefers to have the upper hand to her mm-hmm. over, um. Like just providing for his children and making Mm -hmm. sure that they're okay and that their mental health and that this whole transition isn't about them, it's about him and her. Like, just make it about you two because you guys are separating. Make sure the kids are okay. Mm -hmm. Provide for, continue to provide for your mother of your children and your children because you made the decision to leave. You know, but like, yeah. um, But there is this narrative where they think that the the mother. It's just by virtue of her being a woman, she gets all these rights and whatever, as far as like she gets treated more fairly in the courts. No. They don't.
2: They, no.
0: They get fucked over. Yeah. And um so and it's all these little things that happen. And um I think the um what am I trying to say? So and I gotta bring her rank around. Um so the <laughs> I just now I lost it. So the um, if you have this, like, university that is saying, like, oh, we're not going to. Mm,
1: they don't can't. even care whether or not they get a degree. They don't.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So essentially. They're
1: basically looking at it, why even, like, accept this woman? Because she's just going to leave in two years to get married and have kids and she's never going to finish anyways. Like, yeah. I feel like that's the mentality of it. Right. Which is yeah. like women that were going to universities and colleges, like, you know, 35 years ago to find a husband or whatever, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's so stuck in that old way of thinking that why would a woman ever want a degree? Like,
0: well, then you think economically too, it is no longer like it's no longer even like fathomable to live on just like a single income, a single income. Like some people can do it, but like, I just, I don't know. Like, um, I know you're able to do it. Like there's like, I just, but, um, It's a finagling though.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of financial finagling. Yeah.
0: And you're good. You're book smart. You're, you're budget smart. You know, you're very budget, um, handy. So I, but you have, you've had to be, you know? And so like, um, but there's like, there's, they don't think that women need degrees because like you said, like it's this old fashioned point of view. It's because they're led by this, this institution is led by men that are from the fifties. So it's just mm-hmm. like make America great again, you know, like yeah, that kind of exactly it.
1: Yeah, it is. So, it is. Absolutely.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Whew, that was a tangent. I didn't, okay. <laughs> no, it's
1: good. It's still, it's still is part of it. Yeah. So, and I just wrote, like, I don't understand, how there can be a separation of church and state in your country if a private church college mm-hmm. who's getting federal assistance can refuse federal codes of conduct. Like I don't.
0: That's how I don't understand either. And there's gotta be something, there's gotta be some sort of loophole that I just don't under, that they keep going through.
1: That's because have... $130 billion probably. I don't know. They buy politicians. I'm sure of it.
0: Oh, I'm sure a hundred percent especially utah politicians and all the utah like most of them are mormon already too mm-hmm. so they're of course going to go bef- go to bat for byu yeah and um i just it's so um the fact that they are just continually going after marginalized people really pisses me off yeah, and yeah. this only compounds upon that AP article where it's like okay we're not only going to go after marginalized people but we're also going to protect predators yeah <laughs> you know like i uh, oh god
1: yeah yep, yep. <laughs> i know i know um all right so then he shows this really old video in black and white of people in an elevator Mm-hmm. And they're all facing the wrong direction. They're facing away from the door. They're actors. And mm-hmm. somebody gets in the elevator and kind of looks at them. And so then turns around to face the opposite way that they're all facing. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, this funny. Everybody laughs. Oh, it's so funny. He <laughs> turned around. Uh-huh. And then they do, like, all the men take their hats off. And so, like, the guy looks around and takes his hat off, too. And he's he's making a point about how... Mormons need to be different. And are they willing to stand and face the wrong way in a group? And I have a few thoughts on this. Um, Humans are pack animals. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We look to other members of our pack of how to to survive. Mm -hmm. When the entire pack is doing something, there is something instinctually inside of us that follows that to protect ourselves inside of the, of the pack. So I, just at a university level, I was like, ah, you can't, uh, it's a funny little video, and I get that you're trying to, like, use it as an object lesson, that like, oh, we need to stand and face the door, even though everybody else is facing backwards, and I get it, but I'm also, like, that's, we're also humans, like... (laughs) And then he says, so he's talking about being different. We always have to be different. And then he uses my number one want to scream phrase of there must be opposition in all things. And <laughs> I just drew a bunch of like little red flags on my on my thing. And you and I have talked about this off air about how. We have lived our lives outside of the church in these toxic relationships. We've had these problematic friends and things in our lives because it was drilled into our heads since we were tiny little babies that there has to be an opposition in all things. If it's too easy, we're doing something wrong. And that is such a fucked up concept to feed into these young university students that is just perpetuating that you constantly have to be on edge. You constantly have to be uncomfortable. You can never just take a breath and be because there has to be an opposition. If if you're not fighting, that means that obviously Satan has won and you're just sitting there calmly because Satan has got you. And I just am so fucking sick and tired of the church creating Toxic relationships because we're told that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> scream <laughs> Good, right. job. Thank Good job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <Okay. sighs>
0: I mean, I would have been okay with you screaming because I was screaming inside. So okay. there was okay, it's the opposition in all things, right? I hate,
1: it. I hate it so much. Every anytime I've heard that said just sets my Just teeth like, on edge. Like you said,
0: like our whenever things are easy for me and I'm feeling good, I feel on edge because I'm like, oh, something's wrong, something's wrong. Yeah. You know, and it's created an anxiety that should not be there because mm-hmm. I should be looking for calmness and for like we should always be that should be the norm. Yeah. And it should be our that should be the like base level. And if anything like rises above that, you're like, oh, okay, now I can have this, this
1: is a problem. Yeah. Like
0: But if you're always living in a trauma response and you're always living in a fight or flight, that is wrong. That is bad for your health. It's bad for like your physical health, your mental health. Like mm-hmm. it is Oh god. And if you're um constantly looking for like oh opposing also can we talk about the whole i keep thinking of like the sheep mentality like oh you're just sheep you're just following the flock and you're just following them over the cliff and you're just doing all this and like and that's what they're they're like let's just rise above we're gonna be different we're different and there's that superiority complex and it's saying that they're better because they're facing the door instead of the wall mm-hmm. and um oh we and also also it comes down to we know the truth we're the uh, only true church we're the
1: only true church we're so much better than everybody else
0: oh god i fucking hated that and i still remember like even on my mission like as you know i was like it was always like utah mormons and then, like even the Mormons would talk about that that way.
1: Like my my mom's the same way. She's like, "Oh, Utah Mormons are so weird." And I'm like, "Yeah, y'all the same. Yeah, <laughs> you're all the same. Just
0: different, you know, whatever. But they come from the same cloth. But like, I don't know. Um, but like there is a slight, like there's there is a kind of difference. So like Utah Mormons think that they are just better than everybody else. Even well, because the they Mormons. live
1: in Zion, Jake. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just can't. I don't understand.
1: <sighs> I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um, okay, and you might have seen this meme being kind of passed around. Um he talks about how sometimes members after they've had a hard calling or they've been in like a leadership, they like to take what he calls a vacation from church service. What? (sighs) yeah so so he says after they've had like a hard calling they like to step back from church service and take a vacation and i basically to me this is saying stay fucking busy do Mm -hmm. not take a breath do not recover from being in a high stress environment do not take some time to reevaluate or to reconnect with your spouse or your children after being pulled away from them for hours and hours and hours. Mm -hmm. Stay busy. Do not think for yourself. If you take a breath, you're going to start thinking for yourself and you are going to start having questions. Like that's, that's what it screamed to me. Like they just keep you so fucking busy that you never have a second to think, what is this doing? Like my dad as a kid was so busy. He was gone working. And then he had church callings. He was getting phone calls in the middle of the night. Like, how how much better would my relationship with my father had been if he had just stopped for a second and thought, I've never seen my daughter play basketball. Yes. I played basketball four years. Never once. I think I think he came to, like, two or three games. But he could never make it to my basketball games because... He had bishopric meetings or he had, you know, yeah, like just they talk about these eternal families. Yet I don't know this man that I'm supposed to be spending eternity with because he's given no time to me to spend yeah. time. And now I'm, you know, an apostate and I've walked away and mm-hmm. he's probably asked in his temple recommend interview, do you associate with people who are. Anti-Mormon, and he has to probably say, you know, my daughter. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like.
0: And not to put this on your dad, but like, even if he admits to that, you know, like he could easily just be like, no. Which.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he says no. Like, I'm sure. Almost
0: worse because he's (laughs) basically just ignoring that you even exist.
1: Yeah. Which is pretty much how my family operates at this point which is i mean and i on one hand i really want to be angry and scream at them and rage and on the other hand i have to remember this is their programming yep and this is all they know and -hmm. they have to they have to go by their programming they can't alter it
0: Well, the more I learn about like mental, like, um, like psychology and stuff is like, it's just, it's hardwired. Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's the way that they, like, we have it based it, especially if you've been raised in the church, it is hardwired in us and it is going to be, it's hard to reroute those things. It's hard to, um, so I can't imagine like, like my parents are in their 60s and I can't imagine them just having to reroute that. Like it's hard, hard enough for us. We're in our thirties where it's like, um, we have to like figure out how to navigate stuff and like figure out how to undo a lot of that, those core beliefs that are in like hard grained into us. And so it's, um, and then you've got people that are twice our age that are trying to figure out, you know, that would have to navigate that and have to even where it's even more solidified into their, who they are. Um, So I, that's why I'm like, kind of, it's kind of exciting to see like younger generations, like leaving the church, like my little sister, where she's just like, she's a little more moldable and she's, she actually has more of a chance of like actually some better mental health in, in yeah. all this, you know, I, and she's experiencing a lot of that because of my parents. But like, she knows, like, she's gonna be able to, like, her brain's not fully formed yet, you know. So it's just like she can, she might be able to be, be able to navigate that a lot better than I was able to. Yeah. So, or um, but I, but like you said, like it's, it's you can't, you can't like totally uh, blame. the the, like our parents for it because that's just what they they they're doing what they were given the tools to use with yeah
1: absolutely yeah and i know like i saw like a meme going around about like we can't say that they did the best they could if it caused us trauma but like they did the best they could like really what else can you expect from somebody who did not have those tools you know
0: yeah so well and like the time too like it like 70s you know in the 80s that was mental health wasn't a you know it it's just barely become a like and I'm looking like I'm reading up on like some of the history and stuff of like psychology even alone and it's just like it's barely even like in the late 1800s and like the early 1900s where it was like starting to become a field and even then it took a while for them to even be a field of like Repute, where it was like yeah. people actually understood this is something that actually needs to be, that is actually um, a scientific thing, like it's actually has a reputation, you know, yeah. and like something that's uh, credible. Whereas yeah. um, it, before, you know, and even my mom, like I told her I was going into psychology, she was like, oh god, like hoity toity, <laughs> like whatever, yeah. you know. She's just kind of like, oh, okay, cool, whatever you know, it's that mentality where they just, they don't take it seriously. It's, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's hokey. And yeah. Yeah. Talk about your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah, it just really, that just really like sparked in me that just like church before everything else, your callings before everything else. Like it just, so yeah. Um, so Next up, I have a little, I took a, a little, little screenshot for this because I wasn't going to write the whole thing down. It's, it's just, loaded. okay. Um, so this is a quote from Kristen Oaks, who is Dallin H. Oakes, the second wife. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'll just, I'll just read it to you. All right. <sighs> we have among us some who are hurting. We may not be aware of their struggles, but we can make all the difference by our attention, by standing up and bearing testimony, and by listening to the promptings to make a visit or a phone call or get out of bed when we don't feel like it. I promise if you stand up and serve, it will touch lives in an eternal way that you can only begin to comprehend now. So it doesn't matter if you can't don't feel like getting out of bed. You need to get up out of bed and you need to go serve.
0: Which totally ignores depression <laughs> and yeah. social anxiety and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, yeah. things where so you're forced to do things.
2: It's like just you were that toxic
1: about. positivity again of like, get up and serve, stand up and bear testimony. Like I just, oh, I'm exhausted about it all.
0: Yeah. I suddenly got really tired too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's
1: draining to talk about. Uh, it really is.
0: It is, and I like you were saying, like stay busy, stay, you know, and keep you busy because if you stay busy, you won't be asking questions.
1: Yep. because you'll be too exhausted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Honestly, like. <sighs> anyways, so we have another rusty quote. Hmm. Um Fuck that I'm track. just anyway. Seriously. Sorry. But um I'm not going to read it. It just basically the gist of it is how a belief in Jesus Christ creates an ennobling strength and meaning in your life. And I was like, so atheists have no reason to live. Ugh. Like it is not the church does not have the market on reasons to get out of bed in the morning. The church is not the only reason why people Have passion in their lives, like
0: yeah. There's uh. (laughs) So going with like the the science thing, like I just think of um. I don't know if you've ever listened to the the podcast Ologies. It's like a huge like. um, No, I
1: haven't. I need to though.
0: It's incredible. She talks to these scientists of like even like obscure like science like obscure fields of research where it's like. Um, she talked to one about ticks, like a, a scientist. She talked to a scientist that just she—that's all she does. Is he studies is ticks. It's ticks. Yeah.
1: Ugh, and, I hate ticks. Uh, oh, I uh, hate
0: them so much. Girl, I listened to that on the way up to a hike, and that was the worst. Oh. like ever, because I was just like everything that touched me. I was like, no, no. Mm-mm. So, <laughs> I wish everybody could see that. That was amazing. <laughs>
2: <sighs> and I was
0: wearing shorts too So I was like oh god Anyway so um, Where was I going with that Oh so but like those people Like Most scientists aren't going to be You know they're just going to be Christian scientists Whatever but like yeah, yeah. For the most part I'm pretty sure a lot of them Are going to be like atheist agnostic mm. Along that lines And they find passion In life it's just like when you think of, like, it's also like the Christian, like, what we're talking about with Christ's teachings, like, just live here and now, love people, mm-hmm. be excited about life here, like, don't worry about the other life,
2: like, right.
0: I, I feel like that's just an, an addition to that whole mentality of, like, um, we need to, like, Serve now because and god is the only thing that's like the that matters in this world
1: mm-hmm. because
0: in the next world that's what also only matters apparently i don't know like i, just, I, don't, know. <laughs> I don't
1: know it's so I'm convoluted like, and it doesn't why, make sense
0: <laughs> why can't we just live here and now and enjoy this beautiful world that we have girl i went to grand tetons let you know that but i went I to did. grand tetons <laughs> last weekend and it was incredible like just enjoying nature like just mm-hmm. being out in nature it's like i felt closer to god in that like those moments like quote unquote god whatever mm-hmm. it is you know that force in the world that's like we we know is bigger than us whatever you believe but like i was just like um i felt closer to god in those moments but, and then i did it in a temple
2: mm-hmm. you know yeah, 100%. I'm supposed to
0: be, like, in the celestial room thinking, oh, yeah, I'm the closest God could appear right now, you know, and, like, could, you know, if I were righteous enough, I could have a vision right now, you know, kind of thing, and I'm
2: yeah.
0: just, and, um, <laughs> but, no, like, I'm out there in nature, and I'm, like, I'm feeling, like, connected to Earth, and connected to the world around me, mm-hmm. and realizing that the world is bigger than who I am, and just, like, really centering into myself and that's what's important. Like that is what life is about. And mm-hmm. that to me is God is like knowing that there's the world that we live on a world that's beautiful. That's there's the science is just our trying to science and religion. I think it, um, but heads because they're both different explanations of how the world works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, science is, fact by fact let's go there but like religion it's <laughs> just like it's just when you think about like astrology and like and astronomy and like um and you think about myths mythology throughout time that was all just people trying to figure out the world around them and i think yeah science, just explaining it. all science is but we have more technology to back it up
2: mm-hmm.
0: so science really could be talked about could be seen as a religion so if you're saying that like scientists and people that don't believe in god are less than you because you believe in some other being because that you have some like con quote-unquote concrete oh idea of god yeah because he's like some jesus and god and whatever but it's not even concrete you don't, they don't even talk about it like in this concrete sense. They're just like, we don't understand Heavenly Father. His ways are not our ways. You know that kind of stuff. And so exactly,
1: it's so abstract, yeah.
0: So abstract. They keep it vague enough that it's like, oh, we're gonna, just, but but we know that he's real. We know he has a physical body. We know that he exists. We know that he's a white salamander. No, he's not. Anyway, so um,
1: <laughs> but, but the, he is white. He is he's white. white. He's white. <laughs>
0: Jesus was apparently white. I don't know. Blonde, hair, blue eyed in Middle East. I don't know why. And then. Um,
1: That's what then, people would have been commenting on. Who cares if he made water into wine? They're going to be like, like, look at this white dude.
0: Like, look at this white dude. What did he just do without the wine? Okay. All right. <laughs> do it again. Do it again, Jesus. <laughs> uh, make more wine, please. Make more. Oh, and then the the. Not to mention the bread and the fishes or whatever the bread and the loaves or whatever oh he yeah. makes food too he makes wine he makes food he does all the things he's a good party he's a good magician you know
1: <laughs> he's a good partner to get actually yeah, yeah. somebody who can but, cook uh, yeah
0: but if you like to me like i okay and also when i was taking my sorry i'm going on tangents but so you think about like mathematicians too they used to be seen as heretics. Mm-hmm. And there was, who was it? Pa- 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 Pythagorean? Pythag-
1: Pyth- Pythagorean?
0: <laughs> Pyth- Pythagoras. Pythagoras. <laughs> Wasn't he, um, he had like this basically like a little cult of mathematicians and they, mm-hmm. they thought they were sorcerers
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then he got, didn't he get like executed or something? I think
1: he did. And like Galileo was, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, okay, so yeah, you're, you're a little Christian world. Yeah, because you believe in God. You're so special. You're so special. So special. So special. <laughs> you're the superiority complex thing can come back again.
1: I've <laughs> literally written superiority complex like 97 times in my notes. I swear to God. It just just
0: popping up. I'm just like, this cute yeah. Oh my God.
1: And this bitch I, over I, here. <laughs> this
0: bitch over here. <laughs> Nine year old how old is that Aww. i'm gonna look that up the what's his name president Nelson, just celebrated as like 98th i'm like good lord on twitter i said oh he, oh good congratulations you're older than dirt um how about <laughs> uh protecting some predators there buddy
1: <laughs> oh god anyway keep going. um Bullshit. all right so coming up is the biggest bait and switch i've ever watched in my life um
0: uh Dallin H. Hokes is 90 years old, by the way.
1: Oh, perfect. Great.
0: August, he's a Leo. Fuck off. He's a August twelfth, nineteen thirty two. We don't want you here. I'm a Leo too, so I'm just like, no. You're not.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, paint <Aww. fame>, switch. <laughs> Alright, so
0: and switch me,
1: baby. he starts talking about covenant keeping women
0: oh god i already hate it okay
1: and he says that covenant keeping women are more righteous and articulate in happy ways than secular women and that was katie like messaged me and she's like did he just say the mormon women are more articulate than secular women and i was like yes he did yes he fucking did
0: I'm like stretching out I'm like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, mhm, so they're against women not being discriminated against, uh-huh. but then they're talking about how good women will be the reason that the church thrives in the last days, so it's it's women, you don't need to you don't need to, you don't need to because you <laughs> are the reason that the church is gonna thrive because you're gonna bring these genera- like just I, the, looking at it from an outsider perspective of being like, you fucking son of a bitch. Like <laughs> When I was in the church, I would legitimately have been sitting there and been like, yeah, he's so right. right. He's so right. I am a righteous woman. And so because of that, I'm more articulate. Course, I'm so much more because that's a word anybody has ever used to describe me.
0: Not <laughs> <laughs> Dusty. She's so articulate. No. I'm going to start saying that to you even in our conversations offline. I'm like, oh, Dusty, you're so articulate.
1: I, I have my moments. I do have my moments you of do. like, but like not generally, right? <laughs>
0: it's
1: because I left the church, probably. <laughs>
0: yeah, you secular
1: woman, you.
2: <laughs>
1: oh my God. Oh my God. But I just, I. As a, as a believing LBS woman, I would have been like, "He is absolutely right. Like, I need to focus on just being a woman, and that that is my calling in life, and that uh, that's you know what I mean." Like, uh-huh. I would have, I would have been so sucked in by it, and now as an outsider looking, and I'm like,
2: this bitch, "You motherfucker, yeah, you motherfucker."
1: <laughs> like, it just and he's talking to a university that has women sitting in those seats. <sighs> basically saying like you don't need to worry about that because you're so much better than secular women like
0: so wait a second so you got women there that are pursuing degrees and he's telling them
1: he was against them being able to get their degrees in the beginning anyways and now he's saying it's because of good covenant keeping women he's talking nothing about women having education or it being important Like, we are just backpedaling back to the 50s of women need to be in the home and raising their kids and... And I, I know, it sounds so stupid coming from me as a woman who is at home raising her kids.
0: <laughs> suburban housewife. <laughs>
1: as a suburban housewife. <laughs> the difference is, I acknowledge my privilege. And I acknowledge that because the women that came before me, I had the choice. I got to do my life. I got to live. I got to travel. I got to do all these incredible things. And then I had the choice of having children in my 30s. Well,
0: also... You still know that you have the ability and the knowledge and the capability to get a degree or to get, a, you know, an education if you, that was the, per, the route you wanted to go. Yeah, like, if you, like I if have you, my so college chose.
1: certificate sing, sitting on my wall. You can't take that from me. Yeah. <laughs> also
0: i work with so there's this the vice president of the college that i work for is an incredible woman and she is bouncing from meeting to meeting and meeting she's working on her doctorate while being a vice president of a of a local college and everything and she came from oklahoma like she's just like she's she's brought us all this outside knowledge and she um and her whole dissertation is on like mindfulness in the workplace and she's an incredible person and then I also work for my one of my direct bosses is a a chiropractor (laughs) so she has her doctorate and um, and I work with all these women that have doctorates and they they are like very like extremely knowledgeable and I just look at them as like these fountains of knowledge for me I'm like yes yes, give me more knowledge, like, mm-hmm. secular woman, you, oh god
1: you secular
0: woman <laughs> and yet, like, but then you've got these, not to like I just, I hate to, it just demeans women in the church and says that their only worth is to be a mother and a wife and to, and it just continues that thing of like, in the next life, you're going to be a gods and, god, gods and goddesses, but you're going to be under your husband you're mm-hmm. going to be always deferring to your husband there's you're never going to be excelled over your husband even if, so like and then say um say you have a woman that's like in this life that is a doctor and her husband never gets his doctorate the church would see that as oh oh no no no, no. you have a
1: secular wife yeah.
0: <laughs> and she's making more money than you what
1: well, I mean, they're not going to care as long as they get all their tithing, right? But true. Sure. Sure. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, so he keeps talking again. He brings up the... that We need to be different. We have to be different. We need to be unique. And he says, but uh, don't be different from other Mormons. And I'm like, oh, there's another red flag of that it's us versus them. Mm-hmm. Like, the Mormons have to be clumped together and be the same. Mm-hmm. Um. And he says, do not love your neighbor more than your obedience to God.
0: Okay. What?
1: Yeah. He says the first commandment is to love God. And that is above loving your neighbor. And I was like, are you not saying you're a Christian church? Christ said, love thy neighbor as thyself.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Just as
1: we were saying. He is saying his and in his inspired address that comes directly from God. Here's a mouthpiece for God is saying that love your neighbor comes after obedience to God, that you need to obey God's commandments. And if that means you love your and he says, love your neighbor the way God would love your neighbor. So if your neighbor is gay. You, God doesn't like gay people. Remember, He doesn't want them to have rights. So you need to love that gay neighbor the way that Mormon God loves that neighbor, and not befriend them. Oh
0: God. Oh, okay, so maybe they are actually Christian because that feels very Christian to me.
1: <laughs> but I think a lot like of like the, the like
0: the Mormon Christians, Christians, the model, yeah. the model Christian, the Marvel
1: Christian,
2: yeah.
0: Like, we're just gonna cut off everybody that's not like us.
1: Yeah, and which let... I, I don't understand. Because didn't Christ talk to the Samaritan who nobody liked? Like
0: Exactly. And he hung out with, like, he, what was the, there was the, the, ho- was, she, was she a whore? I don't know. They kind of talked about if she was a whore that, like, washed her, washed his feet.
1: Wasn't that Mary Magdalene? Doesn't he marry Mag- Mary Magdalene?
0: There's, yeah, there's like, there's speculation that he and they got married or whatever. There's also, also somebody made a good point to me that he could have been gay, that he may have been like on the queer spectrum of like, that he was like, love everybody you know like in the he was,
1: um, he was should have been born in the 60s yeah. <laughs> he was before his time
0: well and people don't realize that how much of a hippie he was he was very much yeah, like
1: 100 percent was a hippie yeah
0: yeah very much about like love everybody love, peace and love happiness you know and like um
1: and taking care of each other and living communally and finishing. and, and ah, helping each other socialism. and like raising your children as a village and oh, yeah God. But no, no it's con- no. been construed to be white and rich and shit on everybody below you. Yeah.
0: Honestly, if the real Christ could see like the way his name is being used, I think he would be like, um, excuse me, bitches, no.
1: <laughs> he would also be like, who's this Jesus Christ guy you guys keep talking about? Who is yeah. that? My yes. name is Yeshua, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who this is. Who that? Is anyway. who, 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 <laughs> who this? Is Jesus? I don't know who this is. Who she? Is.
2: <laughs> who, she? <laughs> who she?
1: Anyways, um, so then he's talking about, like, continuing working with the church. The church is going to bring you eternal life. And he says performance is advanced by following the church. And I was like, there's more of that superiority. Like, Athletes who are Mormon are just going to be better athletes just because they're Mormon. Doctors who are Mormon are going to save more lives just because they're Mormon. Like, it felt very, like, Mm -hmm. higher, like, Aryan race type conversation. Like, it really made me feel very icky and, like... We're, uh, you know, we're the chosen. I just, I did not. I was like, oh, no. And I drew another little red flag. So.
0: So, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but listeners, when, she was, when Dusty was talking about it, it, made me feel really icky. She did, like, the Alexis Rose, like, <laughs> hair, like she was just, like, twisting her hair, like, oh, it made me feel icky.
1: <laughs> I actually, actually <laughs> Alexis Rose in person. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I do a she. lot of. Uh, I watch it and I'm like, mm, <laughs> I see myself. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and she is one. Of, she is my favorite character on there, so it makes sense that we.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So what? Well, I had a thought beyond that but like you know i can't remember it
1: um about how like they're about a race of people just because they believe in the mormon god oh yeah so i hate it i hate it so much
0: i hate it yeah it is like a um i okay oh that's what i was gonna say okay so just going back to how like okay being in the navy and being like away from the church and being from the way from the Mormon bubble, you see how people just don't give a fuck about Mormons. <sighs> they just so they true. don't. Like, I would tell people, like, yeah, I was raised Mormon. They're like, oh, so you had like, how many wives did you have? I'm like, none. <laughs> like,
1: I'm like, I'm a gay man. I have no
0: yeah. wives. <laughs> no wives. And um, they're like, oh, okay. And then like those, they believe like they, they, all they, they bring up the polygamy. They just bring up, they really weird shit. Like, just they literally don't care about you, mm-hmm. Dalai jokes. They don't care about you. Like, why do you keep perpetuating this idea to your people that people actually give a fuck about that? But then they like that. They like that they're quote unquote different. they mm-hmm. because they spin it as like, oh, they don't they hate us because they ain't us. Yeah. <laughs> they, hate us hate hate they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> We're
1: in the world. We're not of the world and all that bullshit. And I yeah. Um and it's such it's again, it is a cult tactic of that we are separate, we are better, we have something that other people don't have and yeah like i used to get so mad when people be like oh mormonism's a cult i would get so angry about it but now being outside of it every single popular cult tactic they use Mm -hmm. so well so so well. well
0: they're so good at it
1: because who doesn't want to be told you are special you jake taylor are the most special 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 boy and
0: it goes back to that song i am a child of god
1: that we sang on repeat. Yeah. As soon as we could talk, we were singing those songs and they were being drilled into our brains. I can still sing every primary song.
0: Oh yeah, it's disgusting. Also the that stupid pioneer children sing as they walked and 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 walked. Uh yeah,
1: I did so, teach my kids the once there was a snowman one, oh, and then the sunny melted. See, those ones are fine. But then <laughs> my three-year-old was like, "He died." Oh. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no." No, no. Like, no, he just melted. He's like, "No, he died. The sun killed heck? him." <laughs> oh,
0: very intuitive for your child,
1: but he really—he uh, <laughs> keeps me on my toes. But I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess he did. <laughs> like, I guess you're not wrong. Okay. Right. I don't know. Must My children you. also okay. think that death means you evolve into something else. So. Oh, that's Watch what I said about Archer. And he yeah, that. yeah. He's gonna evolve into a different dog and find you.
2: Oh. I know. Hmm. <laughs> don't worry,
1: don't worry, it's
0: fine. It's <sighs> fine. It's fine. Um. Pokemon, but. <laughs> let's just. <laughs> Can we circle back to the anti-feminism of that whole fucking talk? Oh, it's just the whole thing is centered around just like, let's just, let's just not let women, you know, do things.
1: Let's so we're let- telling them they're special because they're the chosen. They're the reason why the church will thrive in the last days. Mm-hmm. Like they just have to, they're so good at like giving you this shit and like mm-hmm. molding it into a golden it's, turd. Like
0: it's chocolate covered shit. It's yeah. just like here, this is some shit. It it tastes good and then you're just like, oh okay, yeah. the dinner's all right, but all oh, the, the, the covering, it's really good.
1: Yeah, that chocolate. But that's are so and that's and looking back at like everything that I was taught as a child, that is what it is. It is this horrible thing. But it's presented to make you feel good and to make you feel special and to shut you up and sit you down and don't ask questions because look at how great this is, you know?
0: And they keep spouting the whole chosen generation bullshit.
1: And then 200 years like,
0: oh, God, how many chosen generations is there going to be? I don't know. Can, can God just really actually make a choice? Like
1: I honestly had so much anxiety as a child because I literally thought that, like, there was going to be a second coming in my childhood. Like So
0: my grandma. So, OK. My mom told me that in my grandma's patriarchal blessing, it said that she would live to see the ushering in of the second coming. And then she died my senior year. And I was like, oh, fuck. The second coming is happening.
1: Oh, I would be a mess. I would be a yeah. fucking mess. Yeah.
0: it's It was on the back of my brain. For years.
1: Oh, I bet. Yeah. That would That's still like, oh, fuck shit. with me.
0: It still fucks with me. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's... I mean, in God's time, like... Twenty years is not that long so like oh it could be the ushering in and then I see Trump come into office and I'm like oh shit maybe it is (laughs) and I think about like oh she died in what 2000 so yeah that would make sense because it was kind of a steady decline because then the 9-11 happened I was like oh fuck and then I was like oh and then there's you know just one thing after another like oh shit everything's happening I was like we're gonna die basically this is the end of times
1: I mean, yeah, and it's all like man made shit. Like this isn't God yeah. doing this to us, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I was I was full of a lot of rage today. Do you feel better? I do actually. Just telling you how angry it made
0: me. <laughs> Girl, there were moments I I haven't felt that like like anger like needing to like stretch out to like okay
1: mm, yep mm-hmm. mm,
0: yeah i'm gonna just
1: you know just i like, like stood up like this for like part of it just like standing <laughs> behind my computer like <laughs> i was so mad oh is there more more bullshit or is that it that's it that's i then oh, thank God. gave his testimony and i was like we're done <laughs>
0: And we're done. We know I'm you believe done. it. So I'm, like I'm done. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, if anybody uh, wants uh,
1: to watch it, it's on BYU's YouTube channel. Not
0: recommended. Do not do it. But if you want to watch 40 minutes
1: it, long. It's horrible. It's very triggering. for minutes. the cannot
0: get back, so it's fine. But Dusty did it for you, so there you go. Thank you, Dusty.
1: I'm just all pray for me that I... <laughs> Pray to celestial Jesus for me. <laughs> Anyways.
0: Uh, well, that was that was. I might, I would like to say that was fun.
1: It was, it fun. was fun
0: because I got to talk to you. But <laughs> I would say that it wasn't enjoyable because we got to talk about Dalen H. O. He's one of my least favorite humans in the whole world. So. Yeah, he's pretty horrible. Right.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for letting me uh, spew the rage at you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming out of the drive with us. (laughs) (laughs) I need a drink.